Okay, so going on what I was just saying though. Mama. Hi. <laughs> Mommy has some thoughts. Um, it becomes pretty clear that even though I just talked about, you know, some of the things that I'm kind of um, shifting out of so I can shift into some other things with like habits and focuses and energy and commitment, right? Um, and my other podcast that I followed up with, with that of like, Hey, so, so now what do I do? Because now I'm realizing, um, yes, there's some perpetual things that are in my life because of how I was raised, but what do I do moving forward rather than focusing so much on how my past has created my present? How can I focus on my present to create the future? Right? And so as I was kind of coming into that, it became pretty clear it, it, I, I just needed to overcome this hurdle of believing that, okay, well, because of my past, it's created my present, so am I really stuck there, right? Am I stuck there, or is there a way for me to build myself out of this, right? Kind of like being stuck in a hole, right? Is there a way for me to not have to live in this hole for the rest of my life? You know, how... How has anybody else gotten out of the hole before, right? Like, how has this been able to transform and metamorphosize and, you know, become something that it wasn't originally, right? Like, where, where can I find my slope, basically, right? So, as I'm pottering on that, it's becoming pretty clear that, like, yeah, there is potential. That I don't have to feel like I'm ever stuck in one state ever, Right? And that that's the way that it's going to stay for eternity, right? Especially because, if not essentially because, um, because, because of Jesus Christ, right? Because he, he lived and died and he still lives. Like he is the symbol of things never having to stay exactly the same in the same state of never ending, you know, sameness right? Basically an eternity of boredom cannot exist. So this is the path that I'm choosing, this path to believe that, okay, so if I don't believe in eternal boredom and eternal stuckness, what do I actually believe in? So now here I am. I'm pondering on this whole idea of, okay, so because I don't believe that, now what though? What, what am I going to do with this life that I have the potential to create from here on out, you know, like what does that look like? And I'm just taking a deep breath to just kind of ponder a little bit. You know, I have so many different ideas of my sleeves. I always do. That's one of my gifts. Another one of my gifts is to be able to, to realize that whatever choices I make today are going to influence so that I become whatever those choices will lead me to in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? It's just, it's all part of shifting my trajectory so that I will end up in a place eventually, right? And that I'm okay with moving in that direction because I know that eventually I'll get there. And I don't necessarily know how quickly it'll happen, but I have a level of like being okay with that in some ways because I'm, I can see that vision pretty clearly and, and it's okay. So in considering all of that, you know, I kind of woke up today kind of having a, a few ideas 
I was like, oh, yeah. Like, so if I'm realizing that me, that something needs to change and that thing that needs to change is me, you know, what if I created like my own little success engineering homeschool plan, right? Whereas like I got these goals for my own personal learning plan. You know, I create all these home education plans for my kids, right? But what is my own home education plan, right? What am I doing in all of these subjects, whatever? Like what is, what does it look like for me to learn in these subjects for me, right? Not for them for me, right? If I was going to become an expert and if I was going to get my diploma all over again, or if I was not, if I was going to go with diploma basic and beyond, right? What would it look like for me? So then there, there I am. Then it's like, okay, well, how can we create a culture where all the parents are supporting each other so that in their own home education plans, right? in their own trajectories of their personal progress through their eternal, like home, eternal, home education, eternal plan, right? Like that's, that's kind of where I'm going with this. So then I just kind of thought, oh, well, if I'm going in that direction, then maybe that means, ooh, maybe I could like create a culture where it's like, hey, like Tuesday is like, math night where we go and like we have these awesome speakers talk about different things to do with that and like different fun activities like actual fun like because clearly yes I might struggle with incorporating a lot of math things in my life regularly you know what sometimes it just becomes um like a necessity maybe because I'm calculating my weight of water and and how much more water I need each day or maybe I'm calculating something for creating some like yoga sequences or something um so yeah we have some upsets right now because different people want to snuggle in different places and other people want space so what I'm noticing is like okay so what if it's like yeah math on one night like let's say two right like there's a two-hour session where it's like math tutorial time for parents, right? Not for kids, for parents to come together and be like, I'm learning these things. This is what I'm struggling with. And like, kind of like book studies, but on different subjects, right? Book studies would kind of tackle like language arts and social studies, right? For a parent in their home education eternal plan, right? That kind of helps with that, right? And sometimes there's books that help with like the math and the science and those kinds of things. But really those kinds of things are more experiential in some ways like math can deal a little bit with like the arts and movement and those kinds of things right and then the science can be like a lot of the experimental stuff like the gardening and the you know all of the the tactile like you know like movement of things and like and like lots of 3d everything kinds of things right like just exciting the mind to innovate basically right and it's and that and then the math and the science like work together hand in hand to support each other right so then like you know so all of us people like yes the kids are doing what they're going to be doing anyways but in the background us parents are totally like totally taking full ownership of our own educational home education eternal plan right regardless of if there's a government that supports us in our education regardless of you know, whatever structures are in place for us to learn whatever it is that we need to learn so that we can be prepared 
to be trained and pre- prepared as, as much as possible to become the heavenly parents that we are in a training to become, right? And yes, a lot of that training will have to do with managing our own physical goal habits and self-talk and, and time management, right? It'll have to do with the spiritual aspects as well and managing all of those those things, making sure that we're, we're in alignment to, you know, the truth that we've been given, right? And honoring those things and having integrity with those things. And then there's the aspects of the intellectual things, right? Being honest about, hey, what can we learn, right? What is possible to learn? What does Heavenly Father know, right? If he's my mentor, what am I doing so that I can allow for him? Like, you know, there's that quote that's like, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives, right? Like, what am I doing as a student so that my teacher can actually reach me, right? And I know that he reaches me whenever I'm actually striving, right? Whenever I'm striving in anything, whether I'm trying to improve a piece of music on the piano, whether I'm trying to really calculate these equations to know how much weight am I and how much water do I need because of my weight and how much exercise, how many minutes of exercise am I exerting so that, you know, it's like 12 ounces more of water that I'll need or, you know, those kinds of things, right? Or like when I'm just, you know, really striving in my, in my humbleness and soft heart to be like, ooh, science, like, what's available here, right? Like, how could I be excited about something that Heavenly Father for sure is excited about, right? Because I have a sense that he has a great attitude about every subject that there could possibly be for a person to learn about, right? Because he cares. He's an earnest, caring, learning, leading person. He just is. You know, I just have this sense. And so if he's that way, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And so as I'm pondering all of this, and then there's the social, right? Like, what kind of social goals are there? Like, what kinds of ways can we make beautiful change that is generational, that is beautiful, that is so encouraging, so nourishing to individuals and family units and society in a way that will just allow for people to to experience the greatest joys of their life as often as possible, right? But that doesn't mean that there's no sorrows, right? You know, leaving that space so that, yeah, they're gonna experience the sorrows, but they're gonna also experience the joys, right? Because they're gonna have the sorrows to help them understand the depths of what joy really means, right? So, what does that actually look like? How, like, where, where do I fit in this whole paradigm, this whole system, this whole culture? Um, that I'm just pondering on. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm still pondering it. But what I do know is that I'm just this underdog lady, right? I just always have been. I've always felt like I am one of the least likeliest of people to be able to succeed at anything that I'm trying at. You know, whether it was reading, whether it was like being in a sport, whether it was, you know, signing up to become a yoga teacher or you know everything that I've ever tried at I've always had that sense of like hmm this is an opportunity for me to prove myself because really if I don't try it's kind of like that other quote that another lady said I already know what no looks like so I better just go and shoot for yes right because I'm one of the least likeliest of people to be doing this 
because I already know what no looks like, but why don't I just try for the yes? Like, I, I can't, so, and I'm here, so I might as well just go for it and, and see where that takes me and just allow for that to be a thing. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of just pondering on how can I make the most out of who I am to be able to contribute and support in moving forward. And I guess a part of me considers this because if I want to make change in myself, I realize the influence of culture. I realize the influence of friends and family and, and all of that for identity and all of those things. So that if I'm creating these new goals and habits and positive talk and time and those kinds of things, I need to make sure that I'm also piecing together the social aspect of those things so that I will have the supports that I need to not just shoot for those things, but to keep them, um, keep them going, right? Because it's the culture and the families and the, and the friends that, that keep the momentum, right? That keep that accountability, keep that, that flow so that it doesn't just become like an all Superman kind of like put in all this effort just for me to be able to plow through this thing versus if we can just spread it out, right? You know, somebody said this fun quote that's like, you know, homeschooling is a little bit like manure. You know, when it's all in one pile, it really stinks. But when you spread it out around along the whole neighborhood, you know, it starts creating and cultivating and like decomposing and creating beautiful things all over, right? I was just like, oh my goodness. That was like the coolest analogy I've ever heard. I love it so much. I think it was from like Wild and Free or something. It was awesome.